Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello. Hello. Got to be honest with you. And I'm not talking to you, Annabelle. I'm no. talking to you, Drifter. I am, I, I'm a husk. And, and listen, I know there is nothing interesting in somebody talking about, A, how busy they've been, or B, how tired they are. <laughs> no, nobody cares. <laughs> And it's only an annoying topic of conversation. I know this. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, I haven't left the house apart from um, a very specific work thing since we last spoke. And I haven't done anything other than stare at a screen or record stuff for podcasts. So I've got nothing. That's and okay. That's okay. I'm speaking I, I don't, of everyone. It's okay. I don't, I don't, don't worry. Feel, I don't feel. I don't feel good about it. I don't, I don't feel good about it because, uh, you know, I, I will always try and scrape the barrel, hmm. as I think you'll be aware if, if you listen <laughs> to the podcast. That, you know, there's a, there's a lot of barrel scraping that goes on, but there's just nothing in the barrel this week. The barrel's but, empty. There's no scrapings. No, no residue. No, nothing. It's it's well and truly scraped. But at the same time, I didn't want to then like pull a sickie mm. and not do the podcast because I know that people are waiting for it. Also, we get great stuff from Drifters. You've got great stuff. So I haven't played this card, I don't think, in all the years we've been doing this. You haven't. You haven't. But I, I would like this week to say, I'm here. I'm ready to listen to <laughs> the stories. I'm, I'm ready to hear what Annabelle's got to say. But I, I have nothing for you. You've got nothing it's, to bring to the party. Yeah. And, and I didn't want the party to be cancelled. No, no. Just because of me and my, um, you know, my, my incompetence to uh, at, uh, at balance in my life properly. So is, is that okay? You're going to sit in the corner of the party. Yes. And you're going to react and have a nice time, but you're not going to contribute anything to the party. No. No. Which is very much uh, how I behave at an actual party. <laughs> this is very a much like real life, yeah. Apart from the reacting and having a nice time. <laughs> okay, right. So, <laughs> okay. so so, all that in mind, shall we straight to the inbox? Let's do it. That's, that's, it's everyone's favourite bit anyway, so let's just get straight to it. First one is from Tony. 
Jeff's recent awkward dinner on his holiday caused me to break into a cold sweat as it regurgitated something my wife Lucy and I had firmly locked in the never-to-be-remembered safe. (laughs) Around eight years ago, we went on a magical holiday to the truly wonderful country of South Africa. We thought we were going to be part of a decent-sized tour group, but discovered on night one that, in fact, we were the only two on the trip. Instead of a coach and 30 people, there was us two and our driver-slash-tour guide, Johan, in a Toyota Corolla. This was astonishing. (laughs) A private tour, one of the most beautiful countries on the planet. There is no downside to that, is there? Well, my wife and I are too well-versed in karma to know there is always going to be a kick up the bum. Part of our tour was one night in Swaziland, now Eswati. We arrived at the border and as you'd expect of these places, it was hustling and bustling. A few minibuses full of backpackers, one 52-seater coach full of tourists, lots of locals. We took our place in the passport control queue whilst Johan took the car through the border. On the Swazi side of the border, a small village had been established and we were invited to take a tour and meet some of the locals. It was all very interesting and we were fascinated. So engrossed were we that I think we both missed mention of the show at the end of the tour. And so at the completion of the tour, we were led to a small ramshackle amphitheatre. A decent side stage had been set up and there was seating for around 150 people on wooden benches and logs. We were the first audience members there and so took our chosen seats in the middle of the back row. A few minutes later, the young lady who had taken us on the tour appeared on the stage and beckoned us to sit closer. We can't say no, can we? She sits us in the front row. The front row! (gasps) What are the other people going to think? But there aren't any other people. It's still just us. As our friend retreats to a backstage area, drums start, but it's still just us. Uh Six bare-chested men beating huge drums take to the stage. It's still just us. (laughs) Another six men beating smaller drums. It's just us. Six ladies dancing. It's just six ladies singing. Oh no, this is happening. So there we sit for half an hour, just the two of us, while 24 people perform their hearts out for us. All 48 eyes focused on us. At least it can't get more awkward. You want to bet? Two dancing ladies are stepping off the stage. Oh no, they can't. They do. They take Lucy and I by the hand and lead us onto the stage. We're now in the show. Except, (laughs) is it even a show now? There is absolutely no one watching. After an excruciating few minutes, it's over. We clap, both of us. I suppose it's a standing ovation as we're both still on the stage. I emptied my wallet, but how do you tip 24 people? Lucy buys every CD they offer her. We return to a very jovial Johan to reveal that he in fact watched it all and he's got some great photos of us dancing if we'd like them. (laughs) Oh, that's truly wonderful. I mean, a very familiar experience to anybody who's ever been to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. (laughs) But... um, Beautifully told as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yes, I love that. Okay. Yeah, A star. And then this is from Abby. I have a short but very driftery failed celebrity interaction story. 
As a student, I I joined the Student Union's Events Committee and was involved in the running of events, usually a night at a club featuring a usually C-list celebrity of some sort. My first event, I was put in charge with sorting talent hospitality, basically making sure dressing rooms were stocked with whatever was on the rider and showing the celebs to their dressing rooms and giving them a 10-minute warning, etc., I got the call that our celeb, Gina G, was coming with her small entourage on their bus. So I went backstage, went to wait to the backstage doors. Now, bear in mind, I first came across you on Virgin slash Absolute, which gives me an idea of my musical tastes. Read not cheesy pop stars. Not who are just a little bit. Exactly. A lady in a tracksuit carrying a holdall walked towards me. Oh, hi, um, I'm looking after you all tonight. Are you with Gina G? I asked. I got a very stony look in return. I am Gina G. To which, of course, I mumbled, yes, okay, yes, come with me, of course. For all future events, I made sure to check pictures of what our celebrity looked like so I knew who they were when they arrived. The thing is, when that, I mean, I've got my stuff with faces. I find it very difficult. Like, there's loads of times... I've met somebody, and if they've got their hair scraped back at their own tracksuit, you wouldn't know it was them. I think so, I think so. I think um, famous people, you know, like when you buy an action figure mm. of, a, say, a Star Wars character or whatever, you, you I mean, I don't know how familiar an experience that is to you, but the point is this, <laughs> they look like they look in the film, and I think all famous people should just dress. Whatever their most iconic or well-known look is, that's how they should dress at all times to make it easier <laughs> for people. Do you remember when um, at the old radio station, Virgin Radio, when Emma of Reception, she was working and a guy came in and he said, oh, I'm here to see James. And she said, who shall I say it is? And he went, Paul Weller. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite distinctive looking, isn't he? Yeah, like, he but is. But you know yeah. what? He, he had no airs and graces about it. He was like, Paul Weller. Like he didn't expect her to know him. He was very That's nice great. about it. Yeah. What's interesting is that there are a lot of people who try to look like Paul Weller. I feel like Maybe. there's a whole of army of people who try to have Paul Weller's exact hair. Yes. But nobody looks like Paul Weller. There was probably a lot of people coming at the time who did look like him. So, yeah, she probably thought it was some plugger or something. I'll tell you what I love. Um, <laughs> the boss of that um, of, of that plumbing firm in London who, who's like basically like loves Rod Stewart so much that he dresses exactly like him. Do you know who I, I mean? I don't know who you mean. I'll have to look it up. Oh, oh, Google um, Google Pimlico Plumbers. Oh, okay. I know. I've heard of them, yeah. Let's have a look. Um, I think this is the guy I'm thinking of. I'm starting to doubt myself now. <laughs> but it's, it's not just like... So what I'm saying is a lot of people you know, enjoy Paul Weller's looks and have style like him, but they don't look like a Paul Weller oh. tribute act. Whereas, whereas this guy, yeah. he, he's sort of got some notoriety in his field and I think like he makes political donations and, and stuff. So he's sort of well-known enough to be photographed in his own right by a magazine. Yeah, yeah. I can I mean, see him now. Not a magazine that I would read. No, no, no. But, but he Have also just looks like he's a Rod Stewart tribute act. He does, that's brilliant. And when you look like that, there's no like, oh, I'd never really thought about the fact. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 he's trying, he's, he's clearly his idol yes. and he's trying to look like him. Yeah, clearly, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. Please. Uh, I, I also I was going to say, in terms of, if you're ever thinking, well, what should I write in about? Things that are in the uh, um, never-to-be-remembered safe mm-hmm. might be a good starting point. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. So send us, uh, send us yours, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Well, 
All right, Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Oh, how's your love shack going? My love shack? Oh, my Substack. Yeah. Oh, this week on my Substack, small talk. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, so some excruciating experience of small talk. And do you remember, um, gosh, it was a while ago now, we did what not to say to people because they've heard it a million times before and they die inside. Yes. Do you remember we compiled a list? Oh. Do you remember we said that we were going to get a designer to create this list and then share it? Yes. And then never did. Of course. Well, guess what? I didn't get a designer, but I sort of did it myself. And it's on my Substack now, so you can go and have a look at it. So it's all the things, what not to say to people, like to a teacher or to a doctor or to a twin or someone walking a dog, because they have heard it a million times before and it drives them mad. Wow, that uh, Canva subscription is really paying for itself. (laughs) Wait wait till you see the uh, image. (laughs) You'll think not. Um, But yeah, so you can find it. It's called Bit Weird Quite Normal and it's at annabelleport.substack.com. And you can sign up there, get something in your inbox every Wednesday. And uh, yeah, it's lots of stuff that's come from fully functioning adult, but other bits as well. Speaking of fully functioning adults. Yes. Um, do you have a way? Mm. In, uh, <laughs> another way in which you're not an FFA this week? Oh, I love FFA. It is my overpowering desire to get my money's worth, even when I haven't paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, for my birthday this year, you got me a very lovely treat. It was a trip to some fancy baths and a massage. Yes, not like public baths. No, the gosh. municipal ones. No, no, no. It was it was very exclusive. It was like hot baths, cold baths, floating baths, baths where the water moves around a lot. I'm not sure what that's called. Um, a swishy bath. Swish a swishy bath. A uh, steam room. Yeah, it's wonderful. But it also reminded me of how awful I am around anything free. So. Within 30 seconds of being in the waiting room, I'd got myself a glass of water, even though I wasn't thirsty, and I had water in my bag, because I'm as likely as to go anywhere without water as I am to go somewhere without shoes. <laughs> I did not need that water, but I was like, I'll have that, free. Yeah. Worse, there was a box of tissues on the table, and I thought, yeah, I'll have one of those, yes, please. <laughs> if I didn't need it, my nose wasn't runny. My brain is free, have that. I took it, and I just put it in my pocket. I didn't even pretend to use it first. There was another couple in the waiting area and they got taken down to the bath before me. And the lady who took them down gave them a little potted history of the building before they went. In particular, how J.M. Barry had lived there, but after he'd written Peter Pan. I hear all of this and then I worry about how I'm going to look interested when I get the spiel. But when a different lady comes to get me, I'm all prepared. I've practiced some facial expressions and then I didn't get it. (laughs) She just takes me straight down and what? I feel annoyed that I didn't get the extra history bit, even though I'd already heard it. I wonder how she decides who gets it and who doesn't. I think I didn't look very histor- historical or interested in history, which depresses me, really. <laughs> She's very wrong. I did history A-level. So the baths are all great. I do a lot of floating. I've never done floating before. Turns out I'm heavily into floating. And I started to wonder if I was a boy in a past life. Massage was also great. I did notice, though, when I happened to look in the mirror afterwards, I had deep grooves on my face from where I'd been lying on that hole in the table. Like it left these big marks. And I couldn't help noticing that a lot of people were going off for massages, but not one single one of those had those marks on their face after. What am I doing wrong? (laughs) What? You're lying down wrong. I'm like, how, how can I be lying down wrong? I don't know. 
Maybe something to do with my skin, my kind of papery old skin. I don't know. <laughs> do you ever wish that during a massage, if they ever need to say something to you, the masseur about, I don't know, turning over all the finger pressure, do you wish that they'd go under that hole in the table and look up at you to say that? <laughs> I would love that. Any masseurs out there, give it a go. We, we're, I'm sure we're all for that. Okay, the worst of my getting free stuff comes after the experience when I went into the changing rooms. I wouldn't normally bother washing my hair after this kind of thing, but in the showers there was L'Occitane shampoo and conditioner. So I was like, right, yeah, here we go. I'd also never wash my hair twice, mainly because someone once told me a story about how a guy rang up a shampoo company and said, I can double your profits in three words. And they said, OK, what are they? And he said, rinse and repeat. Yeah. I'm sure that actually happened. I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> so, so I never do that. I only do it once because I think you're not getting twice as much money from me. <laughs> but faced with a free bottle, wash my hair twice. I use so much conditioner. And then... Outside of the shower, they've got hair products. And I'm so terrible at this point that I'm even putting on loads of this really thick cream designed for people with Afro hair. I mean, I'm putting everything on my hair. I'm putting on body lotion, which I never do. The only time I've been worse is every time I've been in a hotel buffet when I'm pretty much kicking myself out for lunch. Are you, are you one of, I don't suspect you are one of these people. No, I'm not, but Sarah is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what? Yeah. If I had to say, I'd say, Sarah, yes, you know. She's got a whole thing of like hiding stuff inside of napkins and then yeah. slipping inside a bag. Yeah. yeah, there's a way to do it. You have to be discreet, yeah. I, I comfort myself afterwards with thoughts of two people. One was a friend I had when I lived in Mexico and she was vegan. And it's not easy to be vegan in the 1990s in a small town of Mexico. I'm actually wondering how she survived because she was a very strict vegan until we'd go to the local, local supermarket on Tuesdays, which was free cake day. And she'd eat a huge bit of cake because it was free. <laughs> the other person, my cousin, I visited her in Hong Kong with my partner at the time, who'd managed to get us a stay at a very fancy hotel, some kind of journalistic freebie. My cousin, who is married to a banker, very wealthy, came to see us in the hotel and put the bath mat in her bag to take home. She stole our wow, bath mat. Wow. Because she thought, well, that's free. I'll have that. Wow. So I thought about that and I felt a lot better about that loan tissue. <laughs> I'm a disgusting person. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> Can I just say, um, when you said before, um, maybe I was a boy in uh, a previous life. Yeah. Now I straight away knew what you meant, but it occurred to me that if anybody uh, on the other side uh, on the other side of the Atlantic is listening, oh, they call that a buoy. Uh, they do not a yeah. buoy. Yeah. Well, for so them- they would have heard boy as in b o y. Yeah. It's. Uh, I, t- I tend not to get into the differences between British and American English with anybody other than my lover, uh, uh, mother. Oh, I nearly called her my lover-in-law. <laughs> your your lover-in-law. They said lover-in-law. Oh my, that's very weird. It's, it's worrying, isn't that's it? That's scary. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law, but um, but something my wife and I have squabbled about in the past is the word buoy because she thinks it's stupid to call them a boy, and I'm saying, well, you don't say something is buoyant, do you? No, you say it's buoyant. Yeah, so I think yeah, we're in the right on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I just thought I'd better clarify that. I mean, maybe you do wish you were a, a boy buoy in a previous life. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you wish you were a boy in the life before you were a, a buoy, but <laughs> I, I just wanted to clear that up for people. Okay, thank you. Thank you. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Then shall we, uh, for reasons previously discussed, shall we move on to Quandary Corner Let's at go straight the Glatt there. Clinic here okay. in Problematic? First is from Ian in Essex. Alongside my quandary, can I present my application to join the much-celebrated Awkward Interaction with a Newsagent help group? I believe oh, this gosh. is a particular love-hate of Jeff's. It is. My dad lives close by and a habit has developed over the last few years of me picking up the Saturday newspapers and dropping them through his letterbox in the morning. My local newsagent is usefully very close by and is on the route to my dad's, so that's who I use. In recent years, there's been a regularly rotating group of around five guys who staff the counter, which I've never really understood for what is quite a small newsagent. <laughs> However, they've all done the decent thing and kept the conversation during the transaction to a blissful minimum. However... A few months ago, saw the return behind the counter of one of the news agents who was there some years ago, but who then disappeared until recently. I had absolutely no social interactions with him during his first stint there, but upon his recent return, he now wants to strike up small talk. He obviously recognises me as a local from his time in the shop before, but this too late in the day chit chat makes no sense. I don't know his name. He doesn't know my name. It's unnecessary interaction. What's worse is the counter is set out such that it can't be viewed from the outside, so I cannot see until I go in who is serving that day. There is another news agent just a few doors away whose staff are blissfully non-talkative, so you'd think that would be the answer. However, that shop is very small and must be in contention to win this year's worst laid out shop in the UK contest, <laughs> maybe for the 10th year running. A couple of narrow <laughs> lanes between shelves need navigating to get to the newspapers with said shelves stacked high and full in a very cramped space. And with me being on the larger size, it's a modern day miracle. I haven't yet sent multiple packets of quavers and jammy dodgers flying in the past with three newspapers in hand. I've never seen paper delivery boys in all my years in the area, so I don't think that's an option. My dad used to work in print, so as old-fashioned as it sounds, he still prefers thumbing through a paper in the morning instead of the breakfast television news. So what can I do? I've already considered taking a bus into town each Saturday morning to secure the papers from a local Tesco or Sainsbury's, wearing a badge when I go in there which says suffering from long-term laryngitis <laughs> or persuading my dad that all news is bad these days and he'd be better off staying completely unaware of national and international events. <laughs> wow. Um, well, firstly, I wondered if you, on hearing there are no paper delivery people in that area, were thinking, well, maybe, maybe you could go and have a word. I, was, I tried to find like where he lived. Like, so maybe I could get a job there. Maybe I could go and deliver your dad's papers for you. It did make me think this might be out of the question, but you could, this is a good idea. If there's no paper delivery boys, maybe you could become one, earn a bit of money and deliver your dad's papers at the same time. But would that still involve too much interaction? But at least you've been paid for it. 
Not very yeah, much. I, I, no, no. I, th- I think you have a different a relationship to uh, being an, an adult uh, paper delivery than, yes, than others. Um, yes, I don't see any stigma attached to it. So no, and no, others uh, do. No, and you you will work for a pittance as well. <laughs> um, don't tell uh, everyone that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it's not going to help with my negotiating with um, Channel who? Four. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, so it's, um, let me think here. Just you could. Think so about my... the second option, the second option news agent feels like the one. But Just... it's too small. It's too uncomfortable. You could get them to. But, but isn't it like, what's the worst discomfort? I think, you, I think that the truth is here. Realistically, you have to pick a discomfort. Is it the discomfort of having to talk to this guy? I wonder what happened with him, by the way, while he was on his hiatus. This is fascinating. Do you think he went on some kind of retreat and found himself and discovered? Yes, I think he did ayahuasca. Yeah, (laughs) yes, probably, probably, yeah. Um, but can I make another suggestion? Yes. So my partner Tom, he. When I sort of first met him, or just before, he had loads of. Remember, he had loads of problems with his voice. He had like stuff on his vocal cords. Oh, he had sort of like a hoarse, sexy voice. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's how we got together. No, not really. Um, so he and he was always having operations where he couldn't speak for two weeks afterwards. Like he had to be completely mute. And so I think what he would do is he would maybe carry a card or something on his phone to like if, if there was ever an urgent need to let someone know that he couldn't speak, he'd hold it up. Could you? Do this for two weeks and that, and that could be some kind of weaning off process and the hope that they would get out of the habit of talking to you. Mm. You're not happy with that? I, I think what, I'm, I'm, what I'm, I'm gathering here is just like, a, like what you can remember is Tom isn't a drifter. No. I think the very process of there's an awkwardness in showing this thing yeah. that a drifter would would straight away I'm I'm anxious about that that wouldn't occur to Tom yeah okay. <laughs> well yeah okay that's fair enough okay so that's not, okay this is that's a bad idea yeah um, okay what about just being slightly I'm not going to say terse or off just slightly. Very, just don't really say anything back. It's a bit grunty, but in, a, in, in the nicest way possible but, until but they get the hint. Do you not think you're still asking the same? You're asking a drifter mm. who is constantly going around worrying what people are thinking of them <sighs> yeah. to, to, to behave in conflict with their core values. Look, how old is your dad? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can you not just get like a... a Oh, I know what you do. You get Monday to Friday's newspapers. Yeah. Well, you, no, you get Friday's newspaper. Yeah. From somewhere else. Yeah. Where, wherever you are during the week, where this isn't a factor. Yeah. And then just give your dad that on a Saturday. Your dad used to work in print. You're not going to get uh, away with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, like you're just going to have to go in to drive somewhere, and like this is a terrible inconvenience. Thing. It's awful, but. I just think I think the real answer is pick a discomfort. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, that, and that's all we're all doing, isn't it? Picking a discomfort. Yeah. You could treat yeah. that second news agent a bit like going on the Krypton Factor. You know, you need to get through the yeah. obstacle course without knocking everything over. Maybe see it as exciting. Like set yourself a challenge every week. I'm only going to knock one thing over. Yeah. And two things. You could become turn very stealthy into... and agile. Yeah. Turn Maybe it into you could a game. become a jewel thief. Yeah. I'm actually, I don't oh. encourage that kind of thing. Maybe you could 
do like, so do you remember, I don't, I don't think it happens so much anymore, but remember when kids used to hang outside off licenses and say, oh, can you go in and buy me a bottle of vodka or something? Yeah, okay, there's your answer. <laughs> can you go in and buy me a Daily Star? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, okay, I think we finally got there. Good, right. Let's go on to this one from Pam. I think this is more directed at you. She says, my dilemma may seem unusual because it doesn't involve feeling awkward with others, but feeling awkward with myself. I was too I mean, young. Isn't that isn't that at the root of it? <laughs> For all of us, isn't everything we've ever said on this podcast really? She's just spoken a real truth. Yeah. Right? I was too young to appreciate the Beatles at the beginning. Can you believe I was a fan of the Monkees first? I recall my father being incensed, saying they were American imitations who couldn't even do that properly because one of them came from Manchester. It must have been around 1967 because my best friend and I came to our senses and joined the Beatles fan club. As members, we were sent a wobbly plastic record each Christmas with a special recording just for us. We also received a postcard from the Fab Four featuring their autographs. Yes, their actual personal autographs. I know they were originals because you could see the indentation on the back of the card, so they weren't reprints. They must be worth a fortune now. So here is my dilemma. When we moved in 1997, my items of Beatles memorabilia were packed away in a box and stored in our loft, which haven't been moved since. As I've never been in the loft myself, it's full of my husband's work boxes accumulated over the years, I have no idea of where they exactly are or even what type of box they were stored in. I've occasionally thought about them and each time they've said, yes, one of these days I must get them down. But then I'm haunted by the thought that they may well have deteriorated over time. This thought has got darker over the years and we have recently had a new roof magnifying it further. So here I am, often boasting that I'm in a small minority in the UK that has the signature of all four Beatles. And at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, have I still got them intact? Are they still okay? Have they disintegrated completely? I realise I must be a true drifter because instead of building up courage to find out, I continue to have arguments in my head and then do nothing because I would rather continue to kid myself that all is well rather than face the thought of a stark reality. What would you do, Jeff? Could you face the thought that you no longer have access to something so special and valuable? or Would you need to find out one way or another? No, leave it as Schrodinger's Beatles because (laughs) I'm telling you as well, it doesn't sound right to me. Oh, you think it's not their signatures? Yeah. Oh, really? That 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 in 1967 or 1968, the four of them would just be sending out autographs unsolicited to fan club members doesn't ring true. So it's either like a, a good re, like reproduction and and your memory of it isn't right, or at a push maybe like their roadies, Neil and Mal did them or one beetle did the other signatures just it seems strange to me like and I, I, I know about this stuff and it, it doesn't mm. it think about it they, they they were the biggest phenomenon the world had ever seen mm. um i actually can't bring to mind how many people were in those fan clubs but they wouldn't have just been able to send out autographs to everybody so they, you don't think they'd have taken a whole day off work and just sat there writing autographs all they'd day? Have take, they, they, no. If they took a year off work, they wouldn't have been able to oh, do that. Oh, oh. Yeah. So That many, okay. Yeah. So what I would do is not go looking for them. Mm. Leave yourself convinced that you do have a genuine set of Beatles autographs somewhere. Mm. And um, even me saying this is making me feel bad because I don't want to burst your bubble. Yeah. But I... I um, it, Unless there's a bit of the story missing, 
but even the the sending out autographs at that stage if you'd asked for it is incredibly mm-hmm. unlikely because of the, mm-hmm. the the volume of stuff they've got never mind just sending them out i know what you talk about with those christmas records the flexi discs right um but it it doesn't ring true like the the year of sergeant pepper mm. it's let's say they were um forgeries they were done by their team mm. how much would you say that was worth now to me quite a bit huh to me quite a bit to you <laughs> no i don't know i mean I, I, don't, I think um i think there are people who can tell whether they're genuine beetle autographs or whether they're done with neil or mal by neil or mal yeah. or or people can look at them and say oh that's george doing all four signatures and how but, much do you want to know now how much are you thinking pam go and get it now send me a photo let's have a look how much have you thinking Come on, let's get this sorted out once and for all. I'm or do just, you think she just leave herself in ignorant bliss and get to yeah, tell everyone? Yeah, I, I think leave yourself in ignorant bliss. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you're the expert. I'm going to take that advice, and I think that Pam should too. And that was our little podcast. Sorry, everybody. I really am genuinely feeling very bad and embarrassed about the whole thing. Um, but thank you for listening. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was better. <laughs> no, nobody thinks that. I think Honestly, it's better. Nobody thinks that. Um, please send us your stories and your quandaries. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the back of music and to... Emily Harrison for the incident music, Kim Rainey designed our artwork, Carla Gowlett took the photos, and I'm Gina G. All right, publication. This comes from Megan Horsfield, who says, Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. It's Meg here, and I'm writing this podcast for my dad, Christian. He has been an avid listener of this podcast since it began in 2017. Love the avid ones. Mm. Yeah. I have a little hierarchy in my head, and the avid ones are really up there. Um, And has created a whole family of drifters by introducing, in brackets, forcing us all to listen to the podcast on long drives home. He has been lucky enough to have a podication read out on this show in 2019, which was dedicated to me for my 16th birthday and for completing my GCSEs. Since then, I still listen even at university. Megan, I'm doing like a namaste hands and saying thank you. Therefore, I'm returning the favour in writing him this podication and stop him from nagging me to do one for, for him. He does a pretty good job of being a dad doing all the things one should do when fathering a child. Never make, never fails to make me laugh with witty dad jokes. I wonder what's close to the truth, never makes me laugh with witty dad jokes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and pop culture references that no one under the age of 40 would understand. <laughs> and after my own heart. Mm. His taste in music has been forced upon me, and now I unironically listen to 90s dad music just to feel at home. That's a lovely thing. Mm. Uh, his love of spreadsheets is a running joke in our family, but I would like him to know that he is right to say it does make everything easier in the long run. Oh, I wish I had that in me. 
You may remember that he worked at the same school that I attended throughout my teenage years and was even my history teacher during my A-levels. This was obviously terribly embarrassing, not least because of the many ways he managed to link education to Star Wars. <laughs> He's a big fan. Oh, I'm starting to love this, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great detail. Yeah, yeah. I love it when um, teachers' um, personal passions yes. seep through into the lesson. Yes, yes. Also, I always loved that as a kid, knowing something that a teacher liked talking about more than the lesson. Oh, and you try and get them get onto them it. Onto it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> why Why is such a reluctance to learn? <laughs> I don't want to learn a thing. I'd rather just hear somebody talk. Um, yet, I feel he should know he was a much-loved teacher at school, and whilst it pains me to say it, he is kind of cool. Oh, on a more serious note, I do appreciate everything that he does for me, and I'm glad he's my dad. I look forward to the inevitable fatherly embarrassment in the future. I can already picture dad dancing at my wedding. Oh. I really hope you're at your first dance is the cantina music from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you. Well, firstly, thank you for, to, to, um, to Christian for infecting the whole family with this. Yeah, thank you so much. But that was a wonderful podication. Yes. Um, so there we go. The latest edition of the podcast is podicated from Megan Horsfield to Christian. And if you would like a podication, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.